Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I am your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about should you follow the headlines? So typically, uh, whenever you read a New Zealand paper, they'll always talk about, there'll be big headlines about property prices, uh, especially where they have jumped up. And actually, the other thing I'd say is especially where it's in a small town or a region that you might not typically invest in. So headlines around um, around Auckland prices increasing, they're a bit old hat, but uh, so, the, so the papers and the media won't necessarily write about them as much, but income growth and or house price growth in, in Gisborne, that's a newsworthy story. And that's something that we've seen particularly um, o- over the last kind of six months. Gisborne property prices have been up 25% in, in some months. Uh, and then they, they might cool down for a bit. And so there's not a headline about that the next month. But the one that really caught my eye uh, last week was around strong rental growth in, in certain parts of the country, and particularly in Kawero, which is a small town of, of just a couple of thousand people uh, in the Bay of Plenty. And so the, the question that came to mind is, are we going to have a lot of people now wanting to invest in Kawero because over 12 months, rents were up 45%. So, Andrew, what do you think about, should we follow Should we follow the headlines? So, um, <laughs> headlines are one of those um, really dangerous things because um, the bad news sells. And so I remember one example, um, we, we spoke earlier on a, on a, um, the topic of Rolleston. Um, one of my clients, long-term clients, settled in Rolleston about five years ago. And I remember there was an article like the next day, the Saturday newspaper, talking about the oversupply of rental properties in Rolleston. And he emailed me and said, what do you think about this? Um, now, <laughs> we'd settled five properties that day that he settled, and all of them were rented. So how they got the um, information that there was an oversupply, was, was <laughs> that, that's news to me. Um, but, but of course, they were able to grab some stats around you know, a falling rental market, which is probably true. There probably were properties which were going down in, in rental return, but they were probably the older houses that no one wanted to live in anymore. Um, they, didn't, they weren't necessarily looking at um, the stuff that we were thinking was a good investment. And so I emailed back this client and said, well, we rented yours within, within a day of settlement. Um, what do you think? And he replied, exactly. Um, and so it's just really interesting that the the media can portray something uh, in a way that maybe maybe thinks uh, makes us think that it's a good idea or a bad idea to invest somewhere. And there's that old adage that um, you know if a taxi driver is talking to you about a stock, it's time to sell. Um, and not to pick on taxi drivers because I'm sure some of them know the stock market, but um, the reality is um, what, when the general public are thinking that it's a good idea, it's probably not. It's just rumour. So let's talk about Kawaro in particular, because not to, not to pick on Kawaro, but to pick on Kawaro. Um, so rents are up 45, 45% over, over the year. So is that a good place to invest, or, or why has that potentially happened? So I started diving into the stats, and I found out that unemployment is three times higher in Kawaro than in the surrounding area. And when I looked at the stats around it, I saw, okay, median household income isn't as high as around the area. So it tells me that it's 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 not as wealthy an area. We've probably got a lot more people on benefits who are being supported by by the government. So we've probably got a lot of houses in that area that aren't as um, that aren't as desirable as other other places. So we know that there's been a lot of government policies that have increased the costs to be a landlord, things like Healthy Homes Act, things like the ring fencing rules. And for me, this is I'm just seeing this as a correction in the market. Rents are going up because it's now more costly to be 
a landlord, particularly in areas where you are having to renovate uh, the properties in order to bring them up to government standards. So for me, this is really a reflection of what we'd always see in the market. Now, this is why I always bring it back to what are the fundamental drivers of an area. So rather than just looking at uh, at the headlines, look at what are those long-term trends, the sorts of things that actually don't make good headlines because they're long-term, they're slow, and they happen gradually. You know, let me just talk briefly as well about Gisborne, for instance, because I, I saw so many articles that came out um that, that came out when Gisborne started going up at 25% uh, property prices in one month because it was absolutely phenomenal. And actually, we often see this in some of those regions. So first of all, I thought, okay, first of, that, is, that is amazing growth and good on anybody who's actually uh, had a property in, in Gisborne because then they're able to, um, they will have achieved some of that uh that capital growth. Um, but then I also started just going back, well, what are the fundamentals of the Gisborne region? And some of them are good, some of them are, are not so good. When I, on the uh, NPR report, the Nickel Property Report, where we, we ranked the, the 15 different regions of New Zealand, we put Gisborne, I think, at about 7th or 8th. Now, some of the things that are working really well for Gisborne is that you have the lowest number of consents per person in the country. So we're not seeing a lot of supply going into Gisborne, which we always take as a good sign, perhaps uh, suggests that there might be a shortage in the future, perhaps suggests that people don't want to build more houses there <laughs> as well. Um, you know, so that's, that's one factor. Now, we also look at projected population growth. One of the reasons why I'm not as hot on Gisborne is that they have, and I'm just counting now to get the stat exactly right, they're about 10th. 10 out of 15 in terms of projected population growth over the next 10 years. So we're seeing that Gisborne's projected to, oh, sorry, 20 years, projected to increase by 7.21% in population. Or compare that to somewhere like Waikato, which is 17.5%, or Auckland, which is 30%. So we're, we're going to see pretty mediocre population growth over the next uh, over the next 20 years there. And this is the big one for me, regional GDP per capita. So the amount that's actually produced in that economy per person, Gisborne is the lowest of all regions in New Zealand at $41,000 per person. Now compare that to Wellington, which is 75% above that. You've got $71,000 being created per person in the Wellington region. So although we've seen these, these headlines um, come out that say, look, property prices have gone up really quickly in this one area, as Andrew uh, sometimes reminds me, one, summer, one, one hot day or one sunny day does not a summer make. Uh, yeah, and so I, I just, I think that um, we've all, we've always we do have to boil these things down to the fundamentals of growth, and so you know there, um, you've got to you've got to look at a city or a town before you invest and think, okay, well, what's driving what's driving that growth, and is it sustainable long term? So um, there might be areas where um, they might be highly reliant on a couple of industries or, or a single industry, and you know something like a um, a sawmill closing down could have a drastic effect, and we've seen that in the past where all of a sudden you have a ghost town. Um, one interesting one for me is Tauranga. So um, Tauranga, I think, has some great opportunity for investment. But I also think you've got to be very cautious when investing there. Um, and, I, and I think part of this is because um, 
a lot of the growth I think is actually coming from Aucklanders uh, and certainly certainly when we go to Tauranga um, you don't want to be seen to be an Aucklander because they don't like you because of that it's driving up their property prices but take um, you know Papamoa for example so that's uh, number four on the regional hotspots um, uh, for population growth I think a lot of that population growth is coming from baby boomers who may be part of their retirement plan is to downsize now if you're in Auckland and you've got a two million dollar place and you want to downsize Great, you sell it for $2 million, you can go and spend 700000 in Papamo and you get an awesome house. And so you got $1.3 million in the bank. But that's not necessarily creating new jobs. And given that Tauranga um, you know, is huge, hugely reliant on the port and huge, hugely reliant on fruit, you've got to consider if something goes wrong with one of those industries, what's going to happen? And and we absolutely saw that um, you know, 15 years ago when, when they had the fruit disease and um, all of a sudden uh, the housing market suffered drastically. And it's all well and good to say, okay, well, we'll just hold, we'll hold through that and we'll weather the storm. But if you don't have tenants either, then you've got a real problem. And I guess that comes back to pri- property prices. Is, is It's what we all want, but it's something none of us can actually control. So while it might seem quite sexy, I guess, when you hear Gisborne going up by 25% in one month, you think, oh, I've got to go and put my money there. Well, you don't always necessarily have those fundamentals. So if we bring it back to what was the original question of this podcast, is should you follow the headlines? The answer is categorically no, Follow the long-term trends. And the Nickel Property Report. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the Nickel Property shameless Report. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, all of your plugs are shameless, Andrew. <laughs> uh, hey, and don't forget as well to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you do want to learn about property in person with Andrew and I, come along to one of our live seminars. We're holding these around the country in October 2019. They're going to be in Auckland, Christchurch, Wellington, and Queenstown. And there are both free property investment seminars and first home buying seminars as well. So go to opaspartners.co.nz, that's O-P-E-S partners.co.nz to register for your free ticket. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily insights, strategies and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.